What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down. How y'all doing? I like this. I like this. Nice. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother. And today with the Saturday Sit Down, I got my boy Rich Talsic. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How about you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. I know, um, you know, probably taking away some of your gaming time and, you know, getting the people out there. But um, I appreciate you sitting down with me today. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you for the invite. Appreciate it, man. Of course, of course, man. So um, as you know, and as I break it down for everybody, man, um, the reason I'm doing these things is this my way of kind of giving back to the younger generation or trying to help the people who are coming up behind us, you know, find your way into manhood, into adulthood a lot of, a lot easier than the way we had to kind of, well, at least for myself, stumble through it and try to figure it out on our own and stuff. And by speaking with people like yourself, um, hopefully we can give them a little bit more advice, a little bit of better guidance, and hopefully some insight on the do's and don'ts of what they can do when they come up in this world. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, listening to all the people that were older than me learned and, you know, went before me, I learned a lot of great topics from them and really paid attention and was able to build my own path that way. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I mean, like I said, that again, thank you for, you know, being one of my avid listeners and, you know, watching the show and tuning in and stuff like that. So we'll just get right into it. So as you know, my, my very first question to all you guys out there is really for yourself. What would you say are some of the main characteristics or main qualities that it takes to be a good person or a good man in this world? Oh, man. I mean, with the way this world is going, there's a lot of things out there that it takes to be a good person. But, I mean, really to hold yourself up to those higher values is staying true to what you say and yourself is really the biggest things. You know, if you say something, do it. Don't just sit back and avoid everything. If you're going to say that you're going to do something, go ahead and do that because that really builds character. Whether it's in your life, your work life, your relationship life, you know, just your life in general. If you say that you're going to do something, don't sit there and beat around the bush and, you know, go out and like, hey, I'm going to do this and let me buy the things and put them aside. And then, you know, just never get to it. Do it. Because that really holds character to not only yourself, but it allows right, right. you to believe in yourself as you move on, you know? So if you're out there, you're saying you're going to do this, you're saying you're going to do something, go do it. You know, who does it hurt? Nobody. Hopefully. No, no <laughs> you know? definitely, definitely not. I mean, and you know, it's funny, that, oh, not funny, but I guess that, that's very important because I seem to be kind of a, a running thing that's been going on with at least the last couple of guests that I've had on the show is the same thing is really accountability. I like to put it and stuff like that and really being a man of your word um, and doing the things you say to. I think like you said, it's very important. Um, at least like when I talk to my daughter too, you know what I mean? Like when she says that I, I always tell her, don't say things you don't want to happen. Don't speak this into existence. Don't talk about the negative things or things that you don't want. Think about things that you are going to do that you want to happen or that you want to come to fruition because I'm a big believer in that and the law of attraction, the things that we put out and, and the energy that we put out is the energy we're going to receive tenfold. So we oh, got to yeah. be very careful about what we say and what we do and how we carry ourselves, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's many times where I've caught myself in that law of, of attraction. I've said I wanted something and it didn't come right away, but then maybe later down the years I've worked towards it. I, I've done that. I've gotten maybe like certificates or whatever I needed to progress myself and, and who I am. And then later I find myself in the position I was asking for 10 years ago, but that's because, you know, I'll work through it. And 
it might not be exactly the same. I might have had failures along the way. And there might have been other things that I asked for, you know, or said I was going to do that just failed along that way. But I built myself to eventually be where I asked for. And that's really where that law of attraction comes in. And that's true. I mean, and, and I'm glad you kind of brought up the failures and things because the failures are, are, are necessary. You know what I'm saying? Those are necessities that we need to kind of go through to kind of adjust or maybe help redirect our path, you know what I'm saying, to help us get on the right foot. Because, um, you know, not everything that we want is really meant for us. And that's what we got to understand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and sometimes we, you know, we may have asked for things and it's like, you know what, I'm going to give it to you just so you can see. And it's exact. It's not what we expected, not what we want. It's totally, totally like the complete opposite. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. I've been there many times. You know, I've asked for something. It just doesn't come where it's not the way I wanted it, you know, or maybe I didn't do what I needed to do to get there. And I just wasn't there for for example dogecoin you know dogecoin is probably my perfect example everyone that knows me knows i was heavily invested <laughs> yeah, in dogecoin yeah. <laughs> heavily invested in dogecoin but the thing is the funny thing is back in 2019 i said i was going to get two million coins i said it i said it to myself i said i was going to do it i probably hit two hundred thousand coins you know and i was going to invest weekly throw 25 bucks into it 25 bucks into it and i just stopped at 200,000 coins because I was like, you know what? This is never going to go anywhere. I don't know why I'm putting my paychecks into it. I need to focus on a house. But you know what? If And I was buying them at 0.002 cents, not like two cents, not six cents, 002, when it was dead, nowhere to be found. And I'd never completed the goal of breaking a million or two million coins. And I could have had easily $100,000 sitting in the bank account, but I didn't go through with it. I stopped at 200,000 hit it up to 80,000. And, you know, I didn't do what I said I was supposed to do. And that was one of my failures. But you know what, you gotta be able to accept those failures at the same time. And that also builds characters. No, definitely. And it's one of those things that like you say, like, when you set out to do something, go out and complete that mission, you know, what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. then you're never going to be left with that. What if what if, you know what I'm saying that what if mm-hmm. factor that really eats at you. And that's what you want to avoid. At least if you give it your own, you complete it and it fails. Well, you know what? Like I did everything I had to do. I did my part. I did what it was and it was a bust. At least I don't have to worry about it anymore and I can move on. You don't have to hold on that resentment or hold on to that. Yep. And, and that's the other part of it. You know, if you don't do everything that you're supposed to do, you need to be able to kind of look at yourself and look at what you didn't do and said, well, if I stay true to my goal, if I built on that goal, I would have been able to been here, but because I didn't do that, I'm not here. So next time I get that opportunity, I need to make sure that I am going to finish and not fall short of that goal. So it's also realizing what you did wrong and where you went wrong. That's going to help build your own character and stay true to yourself. So throughout this whole path, throughout this whole progress, you're going to have failures you know, you get, there's going to be times where you're not going to meet those goals. But if you're not capable or able to look at that and say, hey, yes, I made that mistake. Let me learn from that mistake. You're never going to be true to yourself ever. Right. Definitely. And that's just very important man, is being true to who you are and seeing things true and not letting other things kind of like impact that stuff. Because it's too like I know a lot of times, for, at least for myself, speaking from my own experience, you know, what I mean, like I might be set out to do something like like perfect example when it comes to singing like which i still do i love singing it's one of my passions and stuff like that and it's one of the things that i kind of let other people deter me from you know what i mean like because of stupid impact or something like that but you know what i mean like i always sit i can sit and wonder myself like you know what if i would have stayed true to my path really wanted to do and go out there and give it my all 
you know, like where I would have been and what I could have done and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I look at where I am now and what I'm doing now and stuff like that. It's like, you know what, maybe I had to go through these things to help me understand to like be able to stay true to this because, you know what I mean? Like if I wasn't in that right mindset, I didn't go through that. Maybe I would have quit doing this podcast earlier or not even started or anything like that because I was fearful of what everybody else or let every, other people determine what I was doing. So it was a necessary pitfall that I had to go through so that I can help achieve and get to where I am today, you know? Yep, definitely. I fully agree with that, man. You know, you just got to stay true to yourself and true to your work. Because if you don't, you know, uh, my uh, goodness, I forget the name of it, but there's some law out there that, you know, whatever you you know, whatever can happen will happen. I forget the name of the law. Murphy's law. Murphy's Thank law. you. Oh, yeah, Thank yeah. you. I said it with an M. I just didn't put it wrong. But yeah, Murphy's law. Whatever you see, you know, whatever can happen will happen. And unfortunately, it's it's going to happen every step of the way throughout your entire life. Whatever can happen will happen. You know? Yeah, and that's one of the things that I've been uh, been going into um, uh, reading a lot of like uh, mindset books and a lot of self-help things really to help develop myself and kind of, you know, help me overcome a lot of things that I, that I struggled with growing up. Um, and and um, one of those things is that that I came across was like, you know what, we can't control everything that's going to happen to us, but we can control how we react to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how we, we handle that situation. You know what I mean? Like, and we have to be able to manage our emotions, manage our feelings the best that we can so that we can overcome whatever obstacle that there is out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. You know, and, and that's really just going to build character in yourself. So yeah, definitely to answer that first question, man, I definitely say building that character and staying true to yourself is going to build that character. You know, it's doing what you say and staying true to yourself is probably the biggest thing because if you're not true to yourself you're not going to be true to anybody else yeah man that's something that, that I, I guess we can go down to that like looking at like the moral things that i'm trying to teach my daughter you know what i mean like and my son too is that i want to give them the freedom so that they can do and, and be who they are you know what i mean like i don't try to have so much hands-on in a certain aspect because i want to see their their personalities develop you know what i mean and yes. i want to to help promote their personalities and help build that for themselves so that they don't get discouraged about the person that they are when they go out into the real world. You know what I mean? Yep, definitely, man. Because the real world is just a nightmare for anyone that's not prepared for it. Yeah, and and I, one one of the biggest things, like it's 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 my daughter's now. She just finished kindergarten, right? And yep. um, she was going in there, and one day I went to go pick her up, and I mean, she was bawling. I mean, in tears, oh, and I terrible. was like, "Oh, what happened?" You know what I mean? Like, and I'm mm-hmm. baby, like, "What happened? What's going on?" And she was like, you know, I, I asked so-and-so to be my friend. And they said they didn't want to be my friend. And I was like, yep. baby, uh, you know what? That's okay. Like, that's their loss. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, But yeah. she was really hurt and, and devastated. Like, that one person didn't want to be your friend. So I was like, you know what? I got an idea. So I started going around town. We were driving. I went to go get her ice cream and help her feel better, stuff like that. But I was like, all right, let's see how many new friends we can make. You know? And she was like, all right. So she walked up to random people like, hey, how are you? I'm not like, you want to be my friend? I was like, okay, that's one. That's two. I was like, by the end of it, I was like, mommy, look, that one person said no, but now you got 25 new friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you can't let that one person, you know, dictate how you feel or let that ruin your day and anything like that. Because you know what? Ultimately, it's that person's loss. You know what kind of person you are. You know, you're sweet. You know, you're kind. You know, you're helpful. You know, you're loving. So whoever doesn't want to be your friend, that's ultimately their loss. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely, man, you know, and you can't dread on things, you know, because, yeah, it, it might be your fault. It might be not even be your fault, but 
sitting there and just reliving that scenario over and over again. And I, and I guess this is really what could cause a lot of people anxiety and, you know, anxiety is like a terrible thing that a lot of people go through. But I mean, if you're dreading over the same thing over and over and over again, not only are you wasting your time with your life, you're wasting, you know, valuable effort to be happy in your own life by just looking somewhere else. And, right. and when I say look somewhere else, I'm not saying like find a new person. I'm saying, you know, take your mindset and move it because right. you're holding your mindset back, you know, and and this also comes down to fear in it itself, you know, like you're you're afraid of what could be better or what could be next that you want to focus on what previously happened. And, and yeah, you just yeah. sit there and, and stay on top of it. And if you're attached to it, you're never going to be able to live. No, definitely. And that's one of the things that, that, I, that I tell my daughter and that I preach. Like I always say this is that every moment that you spend in a negative state or unhappy or upset or angry is a moment of happiness you're never going to get back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't want to waste your life on those negative moments, you know? Oh, yeah, man. You only live once. <laughs> right. And I tell my daughter constantly, too. I, one of the things is, like, I, I want her to understand is that you're in control of your own happiness. Don't expect other people to make you happy. Don't rely on other people to make you feel good. Don't rely on other people to make you feel any which word way. You are in charge of how you feel at all times. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, so if something makes you upset, you want to be upset, and that's you deciding to be upset. If that's what makes you happy, then it's you deciding to be happy, not anybody yep. else. Yeah, yeah. Well, you agree with that, man. You know, and, and the sad part and the sad truth really is, you know, because I, I do speak a lot of truth, speak a lot of truth to myself. Uh, a lot of times I'm probably like one of the person or people that would put myself down before anybody else. Like not there's almost nobody that can get to me, but me, you know, and the sad truth is that, you know, you you could be dead the second like I, I could drop that here on this meeting for who knows why and everything if i was sitting there dreading over the past of what happened you know or or what happened before then you know i just miss valuable moments of my life because i was so caught up in this and now i can't even do anything else you right know? right and a lot of people always say that too like you know the grass is always greener on the other side but i told my daughter i was like listen focus so much on your grass that you don't care what anybody else is doing you know what i'm saying like yeah. you, you're too busy to notice anything else but also, don't let that green grass fool you either. Exactly. You know? it, uh, that's a good one. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably one of my favorite ones is up there. But yeah, you know, because that grass could be green, but you don't know what's in that grass. Right. Right. You know? that, 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 yeah, that's a good one. I think about that. You know what I mean? Yep. I, that's actually um, an old song. I learned that from my general instructor, though. Uh, he's, he's singing it as a song, but it, it turned out I found out it's actually an old uh, song artist that sings that. I don't know his name. Uh, older, way before my time. But yeah, it's like "Don't Let the Green Grass Fool You" or something like that. He he made it a, a thing for cadence for when we we're running. But yeah, it was good times, man. Huh. You know, I'm gonna have to look that up, man. That, that's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to that, that's one of the things that I try to teach my daughter when it comes to that, as far as like you know, being control of your own feelings and being happy. Um, but also one of the important morals, at least for, for me, one of the biggest things that I tell her is not to lie. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what it is, I, I, how much I dislike it. Like, I don't want her to lie about anything. You know what I mean? I tell yeah. her whether the outcome is, is good or bad or whatever, at least you are honest and you don't got to worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I mean? And that also brings us to a good point is one of the biggest things is to never lie to yourself. Right. Because, you know, like I said, being true to yourself, you have to you have to sit there 
and make sure that you tell yourself the truth. Otherwise, you're going to set expectations that are just not there. And I'm not saying, you know, you're not capable of doing this. I'm saying that right this second, you might not be there because you didn't put in that work that's required to be there. Right. And I think that's one of the things that I guess looking at like this younger generation when it comes to um, uh, what's kind of looking for is um, like they just feel like they just deserve things. You know what I mean? Like it just, just because they want it, like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the word right now. Well, no, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, put it this way, it's comes out to technology itself, you know, because back when me and you were growing up, we had to wait to use a telephone Right. you know, to, to call someone and, and speak to somebody or wait for our TV to show to come online. And yeah, our life was, did have technology on and yeah, we did eventually get computers, but I mean, growing up, we had to, you know, ask permission to go get something. Now, everything that everyone needs is right there. All mm-hmm. you got to do is turn on your smartphone, turn on your television, turn on your TV, go on YouTube, Facebook, streaming sites, whatever, and you find it instantly. Everything's just bam, 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 whatever you want. And yeah, it makes everything easier, but at the same time, people just want everything, you know, like instantly. And it comes from just being adapted to everything all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why, like, I always, like I said, you know, one of the early ones is like, I feel like we are, we are a very unique generation, you know what I mean? Like, because we've seen the before and the after, you know, we're yeah. caught in the middle, you yep, know what I mean? Yep. Like, you say that too. Like, I remember that, you know, back in the day when you had AOL dial up, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? You had to wait for it to log on, and if somebody picked up the phone, you get <laughs> yeah, knocked so off. Picks up the phone. <laughs> it was always my mom that picked up the phone. I had to speak to my mom, you know, and this is she tell me all the time. <laughs> She picked up the phone like who who turned off the internet? Oh man! <laughs> Took you like well, overnight. You had to put a song to download. Just so oh, dude, yeah. Uh, what was it? LimeWire or something? LimeWire, Napster, Frostwire, Frostwire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and that's what it comes. With. That's what I was looking for. I guess like they're so in tune into that instant gratification um you know yep. what i mean like because it is you know what i mean technology is a beautiful thing you know what i mean it's yep. here and you know we use it all the time and it's helped us mm-hmm. you know reach leaps and bounds but we can't also let it disconnect from our from each other you know like one of the but things from my okay at the same time i've also seen that instant gratification start to roll over into the workforce as well yeah so and mainly with bosses you know where they're used to now are being adapted to getting everything instantly that if you want something it, like done, they want it done, just bam, 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 you know, and put in the work. And that that also rolls into problems where, like, now you might have to stay after to finish that task and get it done in the next hour. Right, know? right. But, and it was like, um, you know, one of, my, one of my good friends, I did an interview with him on Benny Roman a couple of weeks ago. We were having a conversation. One of his biggest things that he's saying, too, is like at his job and all these unreal expectations, you know what I'm saying? These demands that they want certain things yeah. like, oh, it's supposed to be done X amount of time. But realistically, yeah. it just it can't happen. You know what I mean? Like he was like uh, he does yeah. um, maintenance at, the, at this old folks home and stuff. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, well, why don't you do this? Well, I got to wait for the paint to dry. You know what I'm saying like if it's not yeah. like, you know, what I mean, like we can't move on to step B without step A being complete. 
yep, you know time man and, and just like too like i was just talking to my wife my bad um but you know at her job and something she works at the banking and something they need to make phone calls and all these things and it's like oh you know if you don't talk to 10 people for two minutes then you know what i mean like you got it doesn't count but it's like you know i'm calling 60 people if they're at work or at home and stuff like that nobody has these times like why does it count i'm putting in the effort and making you know what i'm saying like i'm giving you 60 and you're only worried about 10 two minute calls like that just doesn't that doesn't add up you know Mm-hmm. No, 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 I get, definitely get that, man. But, I mean, that also brings up the point of, you know, you said you can't move on to step A without step B. That also brings up the point of communication, right? right. Their technology, one of the things that instantly has also killed communication, communicating with others face-to-face, you know, because sometimes people just need to be checked. Like, hey, I can't move on to step B without completing step A first. And you need to be able to speak up. You need to be able to have confidence in yourself to say something like that, you know, and I'm not saying cuss out your boss or whatever that is, but basically what I'm getting at is you need to be able to say, Hey, listen, I can't do this because if I do it that way, this is going to happen. You know, like that paint's not going to get dry. All that paint's going to be ruined. Now you've got to go pay for that painter to come back in and repaint. So as soon as this is dry, I'll get this done, but I just need to wait for this to be done. And, and communication like that can go a long way, but sometimes you've got to be able to check people like that. And you need to be professional to check people like that in a professional manner. Yeah, and I think that's what it is too when it comes down to, like you said, communication is key and people being so lost in these things that they lost how to interact with other people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like respectfully or just understanding and stuff like that because you know, we, we isolated ourselves, you know, behind the, you know, our phone screens and all these other things and stuff like that. And don't really have that interaction with people. And this whole past year with being on lockdown with the whole pandemic did not help either. You know what I mean? Like, right, definitely. It I mean, make... I could turn my camera off right now and just be like, ah, I don't like this guy, you know, you don't know what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> right, but, right, right. but I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you can't do that when you're face to face with somebody, you know, you have to sit there speaking to your heart and be like, I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about, but you know, I need to be able to relay this message and just a new form of communication that is nice, respectful to that person because they might have a completely different mindset because they might not even understand why it can't be done right now. And if you can't communicate that, you know, it's your life is going to just be hard. You know, right. so and that, and that, well, yeah. just for me, like I said, one of the biggest things like why I love to. I don't like having long conversations with people like either via the phone or through text messages or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess I'm also like that one. Like I'd rather sit somebody face to face and have a real conversation because yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big, have you ever seen the, um, the, the show lie to me? I don't think so. So it's, it's based on um, this guy, like he's just like the human lie detector, but it's a thing's called about micro expressions. You know what I mean? And things that people physiology can't control, you know what I mean? Like, so it may yeah. be a simple muscle gesture in the face or a shoulder shrug, stuff like that. Like so much can be told by such gestures that last, you know, a, a millisecond, you know what I mean? That you can just catch and see people real true intentions. And that's one of my bases why I love to talk to people face to face and stuff like that, because I, 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 it's not so much the words, it's what their body language is telling me, which really gives me more information than what I need to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's how I like whether know whether to trust somebody or whether to you know be completely open all these things and stuff like that because i can tell by your body language and by what's going on 
um, you know, what's happening. And I think, like I said, with, with all these people like, being stuck behind these screens and stuff like that, it, those microseconds are even longer because they don't know how to hide them. Or they don't know how to control it. They're not even aware of yeah. those things because they still think they may be looking at a screen. And it's just like, you know, you just smirk, right? You know, you just, you know what I mean? Like, here, it's down a third. Exactly, man. <laughs> you know, so so I don't know what kind of like just thought of, but like I said, that's one of the things that like, for myself when it comes down to like morals and stuff that with my daughter is about like not lying and being honest and just being truthful and stuff like that. When it comes to you, and I believe like now you got two boys, three boys? Three. Three, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so when it comes to your boys and stuff like that for you, what are you what are some of the important morals stuff like that are things that you're trying to instill in them as they're growing up? You, you know, I I really because one of the biggest things is that is realizing when you become a parent is kids are not your friends. You know, as much as you want them to be your buddies, you know, you want them to hang out with you and, and do all these things with you. At the end of the day, you're their parent, right? So you want to instill morals in them. You want them to be good. And my biggest thing seeing the world that it is today is, is respect, you know, respect for themselves, right. respect to other people even when other people are not being respectful to them. And if I can instill this, because it's hard, it's, it's not easy trying to teach another person because it's really who they are. They're a human being, you right, know, right. living human being with their own feelings, their own attitudes, their own gestures, you know, but if I could teach them to be respectful and think for themselves and make smart decisions for themselves then I, I think that I, I did a good enough job, you know, because, you know, I, I do like to hang out with them like I am friends sometimes, but at the, at the end of the time, you know, when it's bedtime, it's bedtime, you know, when you're doing this, you got to be respectful of other people, you know, you got to act how, as if I'm standing right next to you every single day, even when I'm not around. Right. And, and that's that's what I'm hoping I can relay off onto them is, you know, be a, a good human being, have respect for other people, have decency um, for other people, respect for yourself. Uh, don't don't do things that are, are stupid, you know, like when I, I was younger, I was a kid, sixth grade, you know, I was walking on the streets with my friends mm-hmm. and they sixth grade we offered me we were going to seventh grade so it was summer uh they they were pulled out cigarettes started smoking you know they were like hey rich do you want some and i was like no i don't they were like oh he's a good kid he's a good kid you know and be honest a lot of people don't believe it never did drugs (laughs) you know luckily i I never once touched anything even marijuana you know just wasn't me i always looked at it as why would i i put 20 30 dollars this way when you know, all I'm going to do is just burn that twenty thirty dollars you right, know? Right. But, I mean, they offered me cigarettes, and their mentality was, well, my mom does it, so I might as well, I'm going to end up doing it later in the future. And I'm like, that's, that's dumb. You know, like, where where does that logic make any sense anywhere in anything? Just because somebody else does something, especially if they're close to you, you don't need to do it too. Right. You right. know, and that's really what I'm trying to teach my kids is how to think for themselves when I'm not around, you know, like your actions are your actions. You control who you are, what you do, when you do it and any mistake or little thing that isn't right or is right that you do was your choice. 
you know like it, eventually whether you start smoking cigarettes you eventually chose to start doing it right yeah yeah no that, it was one of the things that you said i guess that and i've seen it because of my sister and, and in this book that i was reading the uh it's called the mindset makeover um mm-hmm. and there's a story about this dad right and he, you know he's heavy into drugs gambling you know and all these illegal activities and stuff like that i mean and he has two boys yeah. Um, and one of his boys grows up and he follows in the same footsteps, you know what I mean? And even worse, he's just like his dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And his other son grows up to be extremely successful, you know, multimillionaire, never, like he said, touch drugs, any alcohol, all those things. And when they asked the boys, like, you know, how did your life turn out this way? And their, their answer was exactly the same. With a father like mine, what would you expect? You know what I mean? So it's not about, you know, where you come from or what happened to your past. It's what you decide to do with your mindset. You know, exactly. and it comes like with me and my sister, you know, like in my family too, you know what I mean? Like everybody's heavy in drinking, you know what I mean? Like their alcohol is a big thing. They drinking every weekend, all that stuff. I'm not a drinker because to me, I associate, cause I've seen all the violence and all the negative impact to that. And I kind of like, don't want that lifestyle for me. So I just kind of head out from that direction. Mm-hmm. My sister, again, we grew up in the same roof. She parties and drinks and stuff like that. Now that she's that crazy, but you know what I mean? Like she's an average drinker, you know what I mean? And again, it's coming from the same, same place and still getting two different results. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's all about what's important to you. And like you said, thinking for yourself and having your own high standards and, and like that too, like in back to us, us being parents, you know, we don't, you know, we want to be close enough with our kids so they can tell us everything and, you know, be able to have that open communication and stuff like that. But we also want to, you know, guide them in the right path and let them know like the good, the bad, the right from wrong and call them out on it when it's needed. You know, definitely, man. And I mean, this really goes back to what I just said uh, before when I spoke, you know, my kids are living human beings. And this goes out to everyone who is really listening to this. You are also a living human being, regardless of your age, regardless of your parents who's watching you. You are a living human being who can and will eventually make choices for themselves. And, you know, the choices that you should be making, whether you listen to me or not, is really going to be the choices that benefits your own life, not only right now, but when you look at yourself 10 years from now and look back on this specific day, did you make that right choice? Because you will look back on it. There will be times that you will sit there and say, did I make a right choice there? And if the answer is no, well, 10 years from now, you will understand why it's a no, you know, because right, right. time comes fast, whether you want to believe it or not, very and fast. Especially the guy, like, I know, like, when we were really young and, our, and we ran to all the adults, like, oh, my God, you're going yeah. so big and time flies and stuff like that. And now as a parent, like, I see, like, my daughter's about to be six. Like, I just remember, like, when, when you know, when I when my wife just told me that she was pregnant and that well, you were just like this little, little thing I used to hold on one hand and. Yep. Now you're running around like half my size, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, just mine like, turns ten on the fifth, man. Jesus. Right? Yep. Like, it's crazy. So so it's, it's just insane. Um and speaking about that, like what we said, where we come from and, and you know our backgrounds and our past and stuff like that, like one of the big things like where I talk about the things when it comes to our fathers, because I think our you know, as dads, it's very, very important on now the impacts that we have on our children, whether we there or not, or you know what I mean, like and what we do and don't do when it comes to our kids. Um, And then for you, when it comes to your dad, what was your relationship with your father like? It was good, man. You know, one of the big things, he was always there. Um, My parents are still together, which I I would say helped. You know, I looked at other situations where it might not have helped. Um, But one of the big things is, is he was always there, you know. And 
he always was there trying to teach me things and he wasn't always right in what he was trying to teach me. Um, if you ever watch this call off baseball, you know, he put my sister in <laughs> lessons without me, but I, I mean, I don't regret or hold that against him at all in any way. I just think it's funny. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, he always tried and that it's really what you need to do as a parent is you need to try and, you know, you need to try to teach your kids the right things. And like I said before, they're as much as you want them to be your buddy, your friend, they're not, they're your children, you know, and unless you want children who act like teenagers, you know, who go out and do things like teenager kids that are just running around being all wild, you need to teach them how to do the right things and try to position them to make their life better than your life. And if you're not doing that, you know, then I'm not really telling people how to parent, but I mean, your kids are not going to grow up to be making right decisions or learn how to make right decisions or better decisions, you know? Yeah, no, I think one of my things too is like when where you see some of these things like on the internet and in these parents, you know, thinking it's mm-hmm. cool when their kids are acting more mature, doing adult things, they aren't laughing about it. You know what I mean? Like that's just so detrimental. Like my, like I said, everybody, like well, my, my daughter's a kid. I want her to be as young as she can in her age, you know? Yeah, but uh, I mean, let's just take a second. If they're out doing adult things, that that's good, you know? But if they're out doing things where they're, throwing rocks to windows and people are laughing at it well that's different well that's what i'm aiming at you know what i mean like (laughs) like, i'm like for me one of my biggest things like and i I, like when it comes to my daughter like i'm not into the two-peat bathing suits for her right Mm -hmm. now she's five yeah you know what i mean like i I just i don't i don't i don't i don't that doesn't make sense to me i don't want her to be over sexualized or like any of those things that Mm -hmm. such a young age you're gonna grow up that's gonna happen in life later on in the road right now you're five be five enjoy being five do kid things you know i'm saying like play in the dirt you know what i mean like do those kind of things that keep you young and you their heart because those are the things that i miss when i was a kid you know i mean like running back and you know doing all those silly antics and being able to be a kid when i was supposed to be a kid yeah. You know, I think like that's true. You know, I think it's beautiful. Like with my daughter, like what, what things that don't things like I teach her how to put away her clothes nice and neat. You know what yeah. I mean? Like help her do the laundry. You know, those adult mm-hmm. things that we do cooking in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. those yeah, are like the type of things of getting ready. Cook, cook breakfast for himself this morning, man. Boiled eggs. Don't put the water on the stove. I mean, he turns 10 soon, you know, I was like, you know, grab a pot of water, put it on the stove, put the eggs in. Make sure you don't put the eggs in before the water's hot, you know, and that's really just teaching them you know right and and that's the difference between being parents and friends you know being friends with your kids is like hey let's go take dirt bikes and ride it on the street and you know just ride our dirt bikes all over the street because it's it's fun with no dirt bike license and go to the corner store and do wheelies you know i'm not saying you can't do that stuff with your kids because that could be a lot of fun you know, but I am saying is to make responsible choices, you know, right. should you Time be out there, you know, because what happens if you get pulled over by the cops, you know, or cops show up, what are you supposed to do, just turn around and run, <laughs> you know, because now you're teaching the kids how to run from people. So, uh, I mean, it really comes down to certain things, you know, and a lot of people is are different. You know what I mean? You know, right, a lot of right. people like go out and have fun, which is fine. You know, go out, have fun, do things that are fun. But I, I guess one of the biggest things was, you know, is that I I believe at least is your kids are 
they're not your friends you know they're they're your kids you know and you can have fun with them still you can hang out with them and take them to like parks and go on roller coasters and act like a kid for that stuff but you know you also need to make sure that you're parenting as well you know And, and that's kind of the biggest thing there you know just make sure that you stay really on the parenting side and stuff like that you know yeah, I think that, like um, I guess another perfect example. Like the other day, we were at like uh, the, the little splash pad over here in Norwalk and stuff. And my son's two, um, and yeah, he's yeah. in there playing with it. And um, there was another kid there, maybe like around his age, you know. And he just walks up and he's and he smacks my son, right? I'm like, <laughs> you know, and we're looking around and, and nobody like said anything. They also like, who is this kid's parent? You know what I mean? Like, and he's coming off doing it again and stuff like that. When he goes again, like my son's getting ready to square up with him and going again yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then finally the mom's like, oh, come here. And it's like, come on, like pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like teach the kids the do's and don'ts and stuff like that. Because what if I would have said, you know what, Kai, go ahead, break his face and just let it at that. Then then where are you then? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you can't do that, you know, because you gotta you just gotta be respectful. But yeah, right, those, right. Those you know? things. Sometimes you're just like, all right, you know, like hidden, you wanna be able to just turn around and be like, okay, go ahead, because that's what you would say to your friend, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, you do you man <laughs> but but you can't do that to your kids you know yeah no definitely got to be like listen losers. all right you got hit just walk away <laughs> yeah you know? yeah um and, and that's like i said the things that we're trying to teach that and that's with the foster so for you like speaking on your relationship with you and your dad and stuff like that what is one thing one thing is uh the most important things you learned from them you know i it's, it's really hard to say, but I, I would definitely say always being there, you know, because you should never give up on kids. Kids need you. Mm-hmm. They need both parents. And whether you have a broken relationship or not, and, you know, I do have a son that does not live with me, but I never skip or miss a beat, you know. Um, I try to show up for everything. Uh, field days, I try to participate with school events. I try to be there for him as if I was still with him, you know, full time. You know, I try right. to call him every day. You know, it's, it's not the kid's fault you broke up with the parents. It's not the kid's fault you aren't there anymore. It's 100% your fault. You know, the kid didn't ask to be in this world. <laughs> you know, he didn't ask to be in this world. So, you know, being there is being there, you know, you got to be there for your kid, especially if you call yourself his father, you know, and, and and two things on that, like one is, is I've noticed that too, with a lot of people that I've interviewed so far, whether their dad has not been in their life or they have been in their life, that's what they all say. The most important thing is just being there. You know what I mean? Like if they haven't been there, there, so that, you know, my dad wasn't there. That made me feel X, Y, and Z reasons. So now I want to be there for my kid extra. You know what I mean? Like I need yeah. to be there 24 seven and perfect example. Like in your case, you know, your dad was always there and that's all, you know, so that's all you can do for your kids is be there. Yeah. Um, and, and another topic, like you said that too, like about, you know, that your, your son who doesn't live with you and stuff and, and um, you know, personal experience with myself, like, I, I'm I'm my dad has three kids, you know, my sister, my brother, and myself. Now my brother is in the middle, he's a middle child. Um, and he has a different mom, you know, and doesn't live with us. All life's growing up. He lived in Puerto Rico with his mom and stuff. Yeah, um yeah. however, uh, you know, there was always open communication. And even more so, I think, who who really held it down, I give so much credit to is to my mom, 
because if my dad didn't call him or didn't check up on him or whatever, like she was taking the call from him and checking sure that he was okay and then keeping those lines of communication and really making sure that he was involved because like you just said, my mom always said the same thing. Like he is innocent. You know, he didn't ask to be here. He, this is nothing to do with him. Like he shouldn't have to suffer the pains or anything like that for the mistakes that we made, you know? Yeah. So we need to make sure that we're there for him. And that was just left so wondrous because like I said, she calls, that's her son. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when we go places and when we used to go to Puerto Rico and we go around town, like, oh, this is my son. These are my sons. These are my kids. Yep. You know, and even for my wedding, she paid for him to be there because he was my best man. And she paid for him to come out from where, from Puerto Rico to be here for my wedding and all those things really being that. And that was just such an awesome thing to see because, again, like a lot of women, I guess, these days, like I say, would be extremely spiteful. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and just so, you know, trying so toxic to keep that relationship or keep that distance. Um, which is unhealthy um, and it just creates a, a beautiful relationship with again mm -hmm. with my brother with our family and all that stuff because I've never like I always say this all the time I've never seen my mom be disrespectful be rude to his mother at all mm -hmm. you know they will always speak cordially and then you know hash things out and have conversations and stuff like that you know what I mean that they weren't the best of friends but they were always respectful with each other you know what I mean like, mm -hmm. and I am so grateful that I was able to see that growing up yeah definitely because that's important and, and coming off to what you're saying that is you know where you say parents be spiteful you shouldn't be spiteful that's that's one of the worst things that you could ever do right um you know as much as you want to and trust me there are many times that i want to you know but it's, it's not about you it's about the child now at the same time i do believe that if the other person doesn't want to be there you shouldn't force them either you know it's on them <laughs> right, right right you know i mean if they don't want to don't go and say hey i'm gonna call force you to come here buy this plane ticket you better be here blah blah, blah. you know or i'm gonna raise child support no that's dumb if they don't want to be there don't let them miss out you know and yeah. it's unfortunate it really is but that's that's on them that's they're not accountable for their own actions because i think that's important too like i mean as Going through certain things with my parents, stuff like that, I think as kids and as our children would say, like, we may not, your kids may not always remember all the times you were there for them, but they will mm -hmm. never forget the times you weren't. Mm -hmm. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, they will never forget the time you weren't there for them. So that is, yep. that's why it's so important to really try to be, maintain that, that constant presence and stuff like that for yourself. Like you said, you know, if having a son that doesn't live with you and having a co-parent and stuff like that, yeah. how, how do you handle that? Like, well, how was your, how do you go about that? <laughs> impossible man <laughs> uh I, I mean it's it's rough you know I, you gotta try to be there as much as you can you gotta communicate you gotta explain and talk to your child you know I, I mean i have multiple kids and sometimes their sporting events conflict you know i, I i'm one person i can't be in two places right, at right. one time you know so we, i gotta communicate with the child like hey i can't make it today i'll be there this day boom i'm there that day you know i say something i do it you know, I don't, hey, I'll be there this day. Hey, I can't make it. No, that doesn't go well with anyone. If you say you're going to be there, be there. You know, do whatever you can to be there. But, uh, I mean, that's it's really how it is, man. You're just going to have open communication. Um, it's going to be rough. It's going to be extremely hard in many situations where um, there's going to be scenarios where you're not going to like what's happening to you at all, where – the other person might be spiteful and it will be rough because yes, I have gone through that extremely hard. 
Um, you just got to stay true. Don't give up, you know, just keep fighting through that. Like, Hey, well then I'll be here then. Okay. Well then I'll be here then. Okay. Well then I'll be here then. And persistency, you know, persistency and consistency. Just don't ever give up on that, man. You know? Yeah. definitely. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing is don't ever give up on that child. Cause the second you do it's, it's over, man. You know, cause that, that child won't know that you're being spiteful and you cannot say anything about spitefulness to the child because at the end of the day, you're talking bad about somebody he loves. Right. Right. You know, and you got to keep your mouth shut and you just got to suck it up, (laughs) you know, suck it up, take the burns and move on and, and maybe deal with it through court, you know? Yeah, take, I mean, take that stuff and and write it down, put it through court and and go through it that way, you know, because there's there's ways to solve the problem. Just keep the kid out of it. Yeah, know? definitely, definitely. I think that's so much. There's so much damage again trying to pull them between two people that they care about. You know, what I mean, yep. again trying to force them to decide who's right and who's wrong, and they shouldn't have to make that decision. They should just be able to love mommy, love daddy, be there for them and see them for who they are and let them make their own decisions about that person. Because you know what, like I said, a lot of people, like I said, you know, parents and, and, and perfect example, like my cousin, um, you know, she, she has a daughter and, and the father's never, never been in the picture at all, you know? And just now recently um, he's trying to come back in and do all these things and stuff like that. And now she's 12, 13 years old or whatever. She's like, I, I don't want anything to do with him. Like, where has he been? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, you know, and not because again, like my cousin didn't try, like she, she can't stand his guts, but you know what? If she wanted to call him or do those things, like she allowed her to go out and see him for him. You know what I mean? Like, let him see for your own eyes or whatever. I'm not going to try to, you know, shield you. Although one thing she like, she, she, she tried to, I guess, not be real with her daughter about like, you know, the type of person that he was. Um, and as you see, she's like, you know what? He's really not that good of a person. Like, why didn't you ever tell me this? Like, that's kind of messed up. You kept that from me. But it's like, you know, I don't want to speak bad on somebody else. Like, you're going to see him for who he is. If he's great to you, then great. Because he could be horrible to me, but wonderful to you. Yeah, because there's the other side of that coin right there. You know, it's a double-edged sword all the way. You know, because you could tell the kid and talk bad. And this kid has the image of them being bad. And then maybe they'll build an image that's so bad about the parent. Then they go see him and he's like, oh, he's not that bad. I mean, yeah, he does this, 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 but not that bad. And then it backfires on you, you know? Right. So it's a double-edged sword. You keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you're going to get blamed for, hey, why didn't you ever tell me he was this type of person? And you just sit there and say, it wasn't for me to say, you know? Right, like, right. You, you need to learn on yourself. You're your own human being. You make your own choices. Maybe you liked them and maybe you didn't. That was up to you, you know? Right, right. So this is the point like that when it comes to co-parenting, like you said, just just keep the child out of it. I think that's one of the most important things that you can do. Big um, time, man. And it's, like I said, the child's with co-parenting there too. You know, the child's not your friend. You know, just because he's coming to your house doesn't mean he all rules end and he can be up till four, two, three in the morning at six, seven years old, you know, just hanging out and maybe you work at that time and, and he's up to that later and, and that's a different story but i'm saying like don't be bringing him around to parties and stuff when he's hanging out with you you know he's there to see you be a parent right right you know right. make sure he gets to his bedtime brushes his teeth you know and if he's sleeping and you have your mom or his sister or somebody over and you go out 
you know, that's that's a different story. But don't be going out every night. <laughs> yeah, you're there to yeah. spend time with your kid. You know, you you there it is to build a relationship with them and be there with them. You know, definitely, so. definitely. Um, and, and and kind of circle back because I know like you mentioned like with the cadence and stuff like that, with your drill instructor about the you know be careful what's in that grass because I'm definitely gonna take that with me. Like I ain't gonna <laughs> look at that way. But um, so and I know that you've been in the armed forces and stuff like that. And for you, like, what was what was your deciding factor into joining the forces? Um, honestly, man, I, I hated working. Um, I was working at jobs, uh, just a retail job at that time, cashiered, working there. Everyone was like, go to college, you know, go to college, go to college, go to college. I went to college for probably about like a month or two. And I was like, you know, I, I really hate college. <laughs> this isn't for me. It's, it, I looked at it. I was like, this is just a waste of money to come out and, and find a job where everyone's saying they can't even get a job after college. Right. So why am I going to sit here for four years, waste thousands of dollars and do this when I could just go do this, you know? So I did go infantry, went in the Marine Corps, went infantry and got in. I should have chose a better role, <laughs> you know, um, should have chose a job that actually gave me a job when I got out, but uh, I'm happy with what I chose. And that was really the deciding choice is, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't doing anything with my life. I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. I just felt like a dead end street and I was going out partying and I was probably like 18 at the time. I was like, you know, my life's going nowhere. Let me just go try to change that before um, either probably like in jail from going out to the clubs and getting into fights or, you know, just out doing something stupid that I, I'm going to regret. You know, that that's a that's a bad, and and I find that very interesting that you had that mentality at eighteen years old. You know what I mean? Because a lot of eighteen years old, but like I see nowadays, so that one go out and party and have all this fun and going into twenties and uh, my thirties and still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. To have that mindset, I mean, what do you what do you think that was just in your characteristic that you just had that mentality or something that you learned from your parents no, or something like I, that? I, I base it off some things that I don't really want to mention, but there were some things in my family going on at the time that mm-hmm. I was I was noticing um, and things were going on that I was able to look at somebody older than me and say, you know what? I, I see the light that they're having. I see how hard it is. I don't want to go through this. You know, I, I don't want to be there and I want to make sure that I'm going to do better. And I, I remember at the time I was having fights with my parents because I didn't like the jobs that I was at. I didn't like where I was at. And I knew that I can do better. I just didn't know how to do better, mm. you know? And there's a lot of, you know, like, where am I supposed to turn? What am I supposed to do? And then they basically gave me an ultimatum. You need to go get a job or go to college. And I was like, I don't want to get a job. You know, so I was like, you know what? <laughs> so I went and I did this all myself. I went to the recruiter and, and get a job. And then finally, probably about two months later, a month before I was about to leave, they turned to me and they're like, you know, you, you really need to get a job. And I was working like part time at the time, like a couple of days a, a week. You know, you really need to get a job or you really need to go to college. You need to do something. And I was like, you know what? I have a job. I leave next month. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah it's, it's basically the conversation went you know i think it was like like next month it was about a month away i was like i'd leave next month everyone was devastated it was a terrible thing and i was like you know what i, I did it because I, I needed to change my life you know I, I needed to make my life better 
and I, I needed to do something, you know, I, I, and I knew I needed to do something, you know, because I just hated where I was. So I, I hated what I was doing, going out partying. It got old, you know, it, it got old real fast mm-hmm. for me. I was just, I wasn't doing it. I was wasting all my money going out to clubs and had dancing with girls. I didn't even know and hanging out with them. And yeah, that was fun. But I mean, what was it? Right. <laughs> you right. know, like, and that's just how I looked at it. You know, like what, what was this? It's well, all that, just bold. No, that you know? was a very bold and, and, and a big move you made, you know what I mean? And to really take and, and that's something like I guess it goes back to being accountability, seeing what you want to do and really taking care, taking control of your own life, you know what I mean? Like making yeah. sure like you said, you know, you had faith in yourself, you knew you were meant for something more and you had to figure it out and whatever that just whatever you need to do to make that happen, you made that happen. So so big ups on you on that one, man. And and um and not to go too much deep into it, I guess, bro, about the stuff in the military and stuff. But what do you think is some of the some of the big lessons that you took out of it, or some of the important life lessons that that helped that came out of your time there? Well, one um, definitely, you know, grass is don't let it fool you. You know, the grass may look green, mm-hmm. and it's it's may not be green. You know, and I took that life lesson pretty much everywhere. And the other thing was, you know, don't don't be afraid to do something, you know, don't be afraid to really take charge and take initiative and get things done, you know, and and that was probably one of the biggest things there is make sure you get things done. And what that means to me and what I'm trying to say here is you're going to, be in times where you're not even going to be able to think you just need to react in many different situations of your life because the second you start thinking you start thinking things that could be completely deter you and this could mean anywhere from your goals to life's saving situations everywhere you know, because I mean, think of it this way, you know, you, you wake up out of bed, right? Mm-hmm. The, the first thing that you wake up, you hear that alarm clock goes off. And if you let that alarm clock go off for about maybe five seconds, you know, your mind starts filling with thoughts. I really don't want to get out of bed. I could just press snooze and, and hit this for another five minutes, you know? And then lately, if you hit it once, you're going to keep hitting it over and over and over again. And then lately you're like, Oh man, I really got to get out of bed. I only got like 10 minutes. Let me just skip breakfast and just get straight to work. Now, if you woke up that first time your alarm got out of bed, you could not have a breakfast. You probably have a lot of time to get dressed, make yourself look presentable, actually be able to wake up right? and, and move on with your life and, and do things, you know? So a lot of the times in your life, you, you just need to react. And not necessarily think because second your mind takes over and takes control of your life, it it gets into this things where, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? You know, and you can live your entire life with what ifs or you Mm -hmm. can just do it, you know, And, and definitely reacting first is not always great on all the time, you know, could lead to repercussions, but there are times where you should just react first. Um, 
Another thing is grass may not always be greener. For example, um, I've worked at a lot of jobs. You know, I've moved into a lot of jobs. I've done a lot of things. This can go even with girlfriends. I've been with a lot of girlfriends, you know. You may be with somebody. You may be having problems with somebody. You may be having problems at your job and your work life or even just where you are right now. Somebody may come along. Maybe perfect. Look like completely perfect opportunity. Great job to have. Great girlfriend to move on with. You know, but where you are is good enough, but you just need to fix those problems. Right? You need to be able to resolve the problems that you currently are happening. But you don't want to do that because that grass looks green, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you get with that person or that new job and you hate it. Worst decision you ever had. But now you can't stay there, okay? You can't be there. You can't, um, you know, be there for any longer than what you were. Now you want to go back to where you were, but you can't. So this brings up the whole scenario. The grass is not always green you know, on the other side. So don't let that green grass fool you, basically. You know, it's not always greener on the other side. You never know what's inside of that grass. And if you don't do your due diligence to analyze and inspect it, you could be walking into a situation that you're going to regret and hate for the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure we've all been there, man, and, and done things that we regret or gotten things that we wanted that really just, just blew up in our faces, man. Um, and so, so as we wind down, I know we kind of talked about a couple of those things here and it comes out to different advices and stuff like that. But, um, so, so far, I mean, apart from those things, you, what do you think is the best advice, advice you've ever received personally? The best advice that I've ever received, I think about this, I've received a lot of great advice from a lot of different scenarios. Um, but probably the best advice that I've ever received is really a lot of times your life, you're going to find that you're going to be sitting in a river, you know, with many streams behind you and and they're ready to just take you in any situation, any place that you want to go, the stream is going to be right there. But, where you want to be is you actually want to be upstream, right? You want to move up that river upstream. And if you, all you need to do is pick up your feet and you will basically wash down any one of those streams that could be comfortable, easy, and you never have to deal with any problems. And the best advice that I ever received was you always got to continue moving forward, you know? In any situation, no matter how easy it is, how terrible it is, you need to continue moving forward because the easy way will always be there to wash you out and just take you down any one of those streams Mm. where it might be easy, might be comfortable, might be just safe, secure, whatever it is. But if you do not continue moving forward on the path to where you want to be, your goal, whether it's finished college whether it's finish that book, get that certificate, work at this job until you hit this person, you know, yeah, you might be able to stay in that role for the rest of your life, but you might need to go back to college and finish five classes to move up to that next level, you know, 
you can stay in that job and just be easy and comfortable, or you can continue to move forward and finish those classes and move up, you know? So you always have to continue to push forward. And that's probably one of the best advice that I've ever heard is continue to push forward no matter what. You know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people, um, like you said, a river of doubt and things that may be fearful, and like you said about about fear. Um, and I think like uh, it was like Will Smith who said it too, like the best things in life are located on the other side of fear. Like yes. Once you push through it, once you make it through that hurdle and stuff like that, because either you had to suffer or you conquered your feel, is some of the most amazing things you will ever experience or ever attain in your life if you're able to keep moving forward and fight through that fear. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, because... The second you stop moving forward, the second you lay down and get in that comfortable range, you're going to have fun getting out of it because mm. that's going to be the hardest thing in the world is to get out of that comfort zone. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and looking to the people who are watching this or the young abuse and stuff like that from yourself, what do you think would be what do you think is the best advice you can offer them? Best advice that I could ever offer somebody is never get comfortable you know, never stop progressing because, you know, comfort kills everybody and kills everything, every dream that you have, everything that you want to do. You know, the second you fall into that comfort zone where you think everything is good, everything is safe, all it's ever going to take is, is one thing to just wash you away, you know? So don't sit there in the comfort zone where it's safe and secure you know, always continue to work on yourself, make yourself better because tomorrow anything can happen. You know, that comfort zone where you're in this great job and this secure job, you could be gone tomorrow. Um, the relationship that you're in, you know, you could be, could end tomorrow, maybe moved on to somebody else. And now you're in this comfort zone where you weren't working out anymore because you were comforting your relationship or you weren't progressing in that relationship and that ended. Um, anywhere, you know, finances as well. Keep progressing those finances because if you just have one stream of income, you're only one step away from poverty. Mm. You know, so, so don't sit there and, and stay in that comfort zone where you think it's safe because Murphy's Law, you know, man, whatever can happen will happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. You got to continue to keep pushing yourself and building who you are. No, I think one of the one of my uh, favorite analogies is the lobster analogy. You know, as I say, you know, I mean, the lobsters, as they start to grow, their, their shell becomes extremely tight and they get put under all this pressure and they get extremely uncomfortable. And yep. it's when they reach that level of uncomfortableness where they just can't take it anymore is when they shed and grow to be bigger. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep. And yeah, they may be a little bit vulnerable at first and stuff like that, but in due time, you'll be a lot stronger than you were before. Yep, you just yep. got to be able to fight through that and get through those things, you know? Yeah, definitely. A diamond, man. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Forging the hottest heat in the world, you know? Forging and, the pressure. Yep. Pressure and heat and everything, man. You know? As long as you're building yourself and it's going to suck, it, it really is, you know? But if you can get through it all, like you said, right, the, the greatest things are on the other side of fear. Greatest things are on the other side of success, too, you know? Pain, weakness, all that. So I can build that, you'll hit that success point. No, absolutely, man. So, so I mean, thank you so much for, for, for taking this time to speak with me and stuff like that. I know, like, uh, 
you know, probably take you away from your gaming and stuff like that. Cause I'm definitely about to get on some apex and stuff like that. But I know, like you said, you're, you're, I know we joke a lot and stuff like that, but you're awesome at what you do in that game. And I've been watching your streams and you'd be just busting people up in there and stuff like that. So where can people watch you right now? And you know, if you want to catch Mr. Bad Aim at this. Hey, yeah, definitely, man. No, I stream on Facebook right now. I got a little bit of YouTube, so it's just I have Bad Aim Gaming um, on both Facebook and YouTube. I did drop to Twitch a bit. I was on Twitch for a bit, but yeah, strictly Facebook, YouTube right now. Get on Apex, quit a bit, be waiting for the new legend drops here and stuff. It'll be good times, man. All right, well, definitely going to catch you on there in a little bit. I'm probably about to jump on right after this. So, um, like he said, man, I have Bad Aim Gaming. You can catch him there. I'll drop off the links on here so you can catch him on. And thank you so much for having time to speak with me today, man. Yes, sir, Freddie, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, man. Absolutely. And to everybody out there, as I always say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. <laughs>